Welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to discover how traditional business owners are leveraging the power of being a published author to grow their business. Get ready to discover practical and proven ways to enhance your reputation, build trust, and establish authority by authoring your own short, helpful book. On every episode, you'll hear from guest Main Street authors who have successfully authored, published, and leveraged their own book and want you to do the same. Now, here's your host of the Main Street Author Podcast, Mike Capuzzi. Welcome, everybody, to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to inspire business owners to author, publish, and leverage their own short, helpful books, or shooks as I call them. Today, I'm pleased to be able to have a conversation with veteran political journalist and author Anne Michaud. Anne is a reporter for the Wall Street Journal and previously wrote a nationally syndicated op-ed column for Newsday from 2008 to 2018. She has won more than 25 writing and reporting awards and has published her first book, Why They Stay, which explores the possible reasoning and motivation behind why political wives stay with their husbands after the husbands cheat. Now, this is definitely a topic I have not covered before on this podcast. However, I'm looking forward to speaking with Anne about the book, about her journey in writing it, and how it all came about. Anne, welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast. Oh, thanks so much. Just to, as we start off, Anne, why don't you just share a bit? I shared very little, um, you know, a very brief introduction about your background. You, you're currently a, still a Wall Street Journal reporter. Just tell me about, you know, where you've been and what you're doing today. Sure, Mike. Thanks. Um, I've been at newspapers for about 30 years and um, covering everything from zoning board meetings to um, writing opinion to right now I'm working with the journal on what we call audience engagement. So um, that means that we put out a question to our subscribers and then create a story around it. For example, I had one run today that um, was about two or three weeks in the making. We asked, what are you doing for graduation this year? Because it's such an unusual year with um, COVID, schools are all over the map on whether they're in person or virtual. So I, I interviewed some um, college graduates and some um, high schoolers, and we did a story on that. I was sharing my daughter who's a, well, she's now going in her sophomore year of school, but last year was her senior year and, you know, right when COVID hit. So she pretty much no graduation, no prom, all that. So it's, uh, I, I, yeah, it's a, it's an in, uh, beyond interesting and uh, unique for sure. So, and tell me a bit about uh, some of, just to share some of the types of articles you've written in the past and, and how that's, you know, relevant to, you know, the book that you've published, but I'd love to hear some of that story and history of, you know, some of the things you've really focused on in the past. Well, I was, um, pretty much when I got to New York, I, um, we moved here for my husband's job in 2003 and, um, uh, unbeknownst to us, the company was sold right after we moved here. And, and it looked like he might have to find a different job. So I said, well, I'm going to go um, look as well. And I found a job um, called, uh, I was writing something called The Insider, which was supposed to be an inside look at 
New York City and New York State politics. And here I was, you know, brand new to New York. So <laughs> it was a um, trial by fire and so fun and exciting. And I got to meet a lot of people who do or advise politicians on uh, not just the local level, but national um, as well. And so just spent, you know, five years just learning as much as I could about um, the life of politicians. And um, I had covered uh, Bill Clinton's reelection campaign. This was earlier when I was in Ohio. And um, I also covered uh, Elliot Spitzer, who was the governor of New York, who had to resign over uh, an, a scandal about frequenting hookers. And um, I, I also knew Anthony Weiner pretty well. He was a congressman when I was um, writing. He ran for mayor a couple of times of New York City. And then he had his own um, scandal related to um, sending photos of himself uh, to, well, in the, in the last case, an underage woman, 15-year-old. So at each juncture, when this would happen, I, I would say, well, these women they're married to are just amazing. Hillary Clinton, um, Silda Spitzer was a um, Harvard Law graduate. And um, Anthony Weiner's wife, um, Huma Abedin, was uh, Hillary Clinton's aide and just so smart and glamorous and gracious. And I thought, well, you know, I really don't understand this staying with these men. And I'm, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I'm, I'm married and I, you know, understand <laughs> the, um, the deals of marriage, but I, I probably wouldn't do that. And so I thought, well, there has to be some political component to this, something that I'm not getting. And so I thought, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into that and see if I could figure out what what it is that that's motivating these women to stay with a political husband. That brings us to your your book, Why They Stay. And before we kind of dive into that a little bit more, because it's such a you know unique and interesting topic for a couple different reasons, in my opinion. But, and why did you decide, you know, what what was the motivation to even write it? Did you always want to write a book? Have you always wanted to write a, you know, be a book author? Tell me a little bit what motivated you, or was it just simply sharing the story that you found interesting? Um, I think I always wanted to write a book. I When I was as a kid, I picked up um, Little Women and read that and was just enthralled by it. This I was about in fifth grade, I think, and I thought, oh, I want to be a writer. And I thought that writing fiction is where I would, would go. Um, but then I took a job as a journalist. I loved being in the, I call it part of the public conversation. Um, you know, talking to people who were making decisions about policy, and um, that just uh, really got a hold of me. And I found that I really like writing nonfiction much better. And this, um, when you work as a journalist, you have people changing your um, what you're writing all the time, called editors, and um, 
they uh, it, writing a book gave me a lot more editorial control and freedom to write, dig into as much as I wanted and um, express my views on how things were, were coming out. It was really, really satisfying for me. Did you self-publish or did you work with a publisher? I work with a small independent publisher. So it's not, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty hands-off. So that gave you, you know, the same autonomy as if you were self-publishing. Yeah. Um, and, and cause yeah, a lot of times the, the big publishing houses, they're probably not much different than your editors from what I've heard, but, uh, you wrote the first, well, what is now going to be the first edition of Why They Stay in 2017. You were sharing with me before we uh, hit the record button that there's now going to be a second edition, which is interesting because of the timing there. And unfortunately, it's, as I said, you probably could have as many editions as you want in the future because this is probably something that will never stop. <laughs> but um, let's, let's talk a little bit more about the book before we kind of explore the rest of your author journey. Tell our listeners, you know, just a bit of a, a overview, what they would get, what would they glean by reading your book? Well, I think um, they would get insight into how political couples think and how politicians think in terms of what they need to do to appeal to the public, to be reelected. Um, I also think that it has broad appeal in the sense that there's um, a political calculation in a marriage. And so if you're a married person or you have a partner, um, almost anybody in that situation, I think, would find these um, difficulties that these people go through um, interesting. I started out with looking at how they were raised, the various people. For example, um, the earliest couple I started with was um, the Roosevelts. And just looking how Eleanor and um, Franklin were raised, what they were raised to expect in marriage, and um, then how that played out, not only for them as they had troubles in their marriage and decided to stay together, but also what happened with their children. I mean, there, there was a lot of unhappiness among their five kids, unfortunately. Um, and I think some of it stemmed from the fact that they were married, but living very separate emotional lives. Now, I have not yet read the book, but I definitely would like to read it. And just because I think, again, it's just an interesting expose, if you will, on just human nature. With some of the more recent couples, were you actually, were you researching and taking the information you shared in the book from your research? Were you actually talking to the various, you know, women, couples, et cetera? Um, I tried, but we didn't have very many people say yes to um, an interview um, for this second edition, which I we were talking about earlier. My first came out in 2017, right after Donald Trump was elected president. And the timing was such that everywhere I'd go to speak about my book, um, people would say, well, what about Melania and Donald Trump? What's their deal? So that's really was the engine behind creating a second edition that's coming out this month. Um, so for this new version, I did approach, we 
I worked with um, a co-writer and she approached a lot of people in the um, Trump administration. We did um, interview Michael Caputo and Roger Stone, who are close to um, the Trumps as a couple. And um, also a guy named Bart Rossi, who's a political psychologist. He had a lot of very interesting um, insights. But we did approach the first lady, Melania, when she was first lady, and she declined an interview. Just out of curiosity, I mean, I'm sure so much of it is political and all that, but did you uncover any reasons why people stayed was just truly because they were in love with each other? Just out of curiosity? Well, I don't know. I mean, if if I could, um, you know, speculate on whether people were in love with each other, I think that some of the couples, absolutely. But um, I ended up kind of taking a look at, uh, I had found five traits that seemed to um, all the couples had in common. Um, for example, they wanted to create a legacy for themselves and their children. Um, they were patriotic in the sense that they wanted to make some changes in the world and, and believed in what they were doing together. So uh, that's more where I went with the um, analysis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now let's and talk about what happened after the book, your first edition was published a couple of years ago, um, and just share some of the things that, you know, maybe happened that you didn't expect as far as the transformation of now being a published author of a, you know, again, a very interesting book. Anything you can share there? Any any things that changed? Uh, you know, just just that sort of point of transformation. Yeah, um, I was kind of surprised to be invited to libraries to talk, um, and it seemed it was it was fun, and um, I met a lot of really interesting people. I was invited to. Um, some book clubs and I ended up presenting at one book club and then I joined and now a couple of years later, we're still meeting. Um, and also I feel as though, this is hard to gauge, but I, I feel as though I'm taken a lot more seriously by my industry. Um, I do have editors ask me to write for them. And uh, when I pitch somebody, I can say, oh, and by the way, I've written a book. Um, partly, I think it just indicates that, that I have the um, fortitude to stick with something for a while. And, um, you know, in daily journalism, it's often like you write something, uh, do a couple of interviews and and write something. And it's very uh, fast paced, you know, and I think uh, having a book indicates to people that I've thought deeply about something and, and had the stick-to-itiveness to publish it. Right, right. Did you do, I mean, so I guess you were doing like book signings. Did you do any sort of P PR campaign around it and when you launched the, the first edition and anything like that? Not so much. I think it was... Um, mostly uh, social media 
I did a couple of book signings at um, um, bookstores and then speaking to libraries. And um, I did some interviews with publications that, you know, write about authors. What's interesting, you know, with our conversation today is up till this point, I think just about every interview, if not every one of them, has been primarily with a business owner who has written a book, whether it's about what they do or something that's been of interest to them in the industry. And, you know, while you don't fit that mold, again, I think it's instructive for listeners. It's interesting for me. It's interesting for listeners to hear your story because it's a different type of book. You've you've written it for different reasons. You use it in different ways. And I think it is important to share all that. Now, you're not necessarily using your book as a business card, like a you know mm-hmm. an owner would. However, as you mentioned, it still credentializes you more. Uh, I think even with a, um, some small PR effort, if that was really your interest, like you could, you know, you could definitely be a much more sought after expert, if you will, specialist on this topic, because you know of your book and now the second edition, but uh, I digress, but I, I definitely see like this type of journey that you're on. If, if you chose that and wanted that, I think it's such a unique topic and such a, unfortunately, I wouldn't say not necessarily top of mind, but it's, it's there. And I think it's just intriguing to mm-hmm. a lot of people to understand, kind of want to understand this. So anyway, you mentioned the stick to Obviously you've written for a long time. Uh, you know, a lot of people would love to write that first book like you did. Any mm-hmm. insights in or any words of encouragement you would share with someone, whether it's the type of book you wrote, which was something more like a passion project, you know, that you were just interested in that topic. Any words of advice or encouragement from your own, your own journey? Well, I would say get get help. Um, I would found um, a woman who was a time management coach and also an editor. And um, I worked with her for a couple of years. And it was while I was raising children and working full time. And we managed to find moments in my day that that where I could write and also having to meet with her every week gave me a really good incentive to move forward have something to show her the following week so I would say you know don't be too proud to get somebody to hold your hand a little bit in that sense I'm not sure I need it now I think I learned all uh, many of the lessons um, but Starting out, that was really, really helpful for me. Um, The other thing I would say is I took an online class um, that a Columbia University professor was giving in writing a nonfiction book proposal. And so I had um, probably 10 classmates and we all shared our work and talked about what we were seeing in each other's work and um, So I got a lot of good feedback. And I think also I would say that's useful because then you're, you're not flying blind. You kind of understand what people, how people are reacting to what you're doing. 
So that actually lends, uh, opens up another question I just want to ask. What was the timeline for the first edition of this book? When you first started, how long did it take you to uh, go from idea to book in hand? It started in um, right around September 2014, and the idea was that um, Hillary Clinton would probably be running for president, and she's one of the people who I looked at in this book. Um, you know, and, and our insight about Hillary hadn't grown very much uh, in terms of her marriage. Um, you know, a lot of people, I think, had taken on the, the question of Bill Clinton, why did he cheat? But not a lot of people understood why Hillary stayed with him. So um, then I had a, a book contract with a traditional publisher that didn't work out. Um, the publisher was sold to another company and um, they ended up not, not staying with a lot of their authors that they had signed with, um, which was unfortunate and, and wasted some time <laughs> because I, I would like this to have come out before the 2016 election. But that being said, um, I published it in March 2017. I, you know, I found, a, um, I signed with a, a new editor and designer. So um, what is that? Two and a half years. Yeah, which is, that's, that's interesting because that's, that's shorter than I expected. I mean, being, you know, a mom and having a full-time job. And this is, this is a research intensive book that you wrote. So it's not like uh, you, you were just, you know, there's so many courses and things out there online where you can write a book and like, you know, before dinner type of thing. And uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't, it wasn't one of those kind of books. Um, okay. So that's, that's interesting. What about, and maybe you kind of shared this already, but maybe I'll just ask it a different way. What about, Either I don't I hate to use the word mistakes, but speed bumps, anything that you encountered on your author journey that you wouldn't make with the second edition or you'd want to advise somebody about. I mean, you did say work with a coach, work with an expert, and that's that's one thing. Is there anything else, Anne, that you just wanted want to warn people about um, on the author journey? I guess I would say that it, it's related to what I was just saying a minute ago about um, having had that one um, bad experience with the first um, publisher who bought the book. Um, and then they ended up um, not, not going forward with it. I would say that if you have something that's time sensitive, like mine, where I was, I was shooting for prior to the presidential election in 2016, I would say be very careful and and put build in some extra time because um, this is a long process. And as we wrap up here, Anne, what would be one thing you'd want to leave listeners with, whether it's book writing specific, whether it's human nature insight, what would just be something you'd want to leave listeners with? I would say that um, getting to the finish line is really rewarding. And I doubted myself a ton along the way, um, but having it behind me now, and um, I'm really proud of it. And I, it was 
I look back on it as having been a very creative endeavor. I, I guess um, I have a little bit of amnesia about um, <laughs> how scared I could be at times and how hard it was to get myself going. And um, but you know, I think um, when you get past that finish line, it can be really um, thrilling. I love that line because I think I had that same amnesia. <laughs> I'm like, you know, when you're done, it, you're like, oh, that wasn't bad. And then you start the next project. You're like, what the heck am I doing here? But, <laughs> um, so, hey, listen, how can folks grab a copy? And, and and knowing that the second edition is coming out in the summer of 2021, correct? Yes. Okay. So the second edition, where can they grab it? Um, it's called Why They Stay. It's on Amazon and will be on Barnes and Noble and other places shortly. Um, and if you want to keep in touch with me, my um, website is anmeshow.com. There'll be a little um, sign up form that flashes when you visit, and um, you can leave your email address there and you'll receive updates. I'm also um, on Twitter, and my handle is A M as in Margaret, and then Misho. So it's A M M I C H A U D. Well, Anne, I appreciate your time today. I appreciate the uh, the insights and wisdom you brought to the conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. This was really fun. You've just listened to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast. If you've been on the fence about writing your own book, there's no better time than now to become a Main Street Author. To learn more, visit MainStreetAuthor.com. That's MainStreetAuthor.com. And while you're there, schedule a complimentary strategy session with Mike to discuss your book ideas. See you next time. And remember, you can do this.